Are you there, God? It's us, Sid King and Becca Stevenson. And welcome to the Good Girls Gone Sad. Um, Becca and I are two girls who were good and we have gone sad. And we like to talk about what that means for us as adults. We're not here to bash, we're just here to bond. And today's a very special episode. Yes, we're super excited. This is our first edition of the Good Girl Glossary. Um, So Sid and I have brought additions to add to our Good Girl Glossary that neither of us have told each other about. So it's going to be a very fun surprise. We will be requesting an addition to the glossary. We'll state our case and then we can either affirm the addition or we can deny the um, request. So it's going to be super official because there's going to be an amazing vote of two people, but we think it's going to be really fun and it's going to allow us to talk about a lot of fun things that we've kind of talked about that we haven't maybe mentioned on the podcast yet. And we will continue to build this out as we keep recording this podcast. And if you have any suggestions of additions to add to the Good Girl Glossary, please send them in. We would love to start having suggestions from our listeners. So please let us know. You can send those submissions to goodgirlsgonesad at gmail.com. Yes, or you can always DM us. We are not above checking our DMs. We are constantly checking our DMs which you can find us on TikTok and Instagram at Good Girls Gone Set. Wherever you find your good girls. Okay, awesome. We So this is going to be a short episode. Um, we're just going to each go back and forth and suggest our additions that we would like to officially add to the Good Girl Glossary. And then we'll have some super fun conversation. Okay, do you want to go first, Sid? Sure, I'll go first. Um, I would like to officially submit for inclusion to the Good Girl Glossary, the care and keeping of you. That was on my list as well. Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Um, This book is extremely formative. And um, I think the American Girl, so it's a book by the American Girl Doll Company. It has nothing to do with the American girls themselves. Um, it is just a nice book that teaches you all about your body and changes you might be going through. I second this nomination. Um, I was originally introduced to the care and keeping of you when I started my period when I was 12 years old and I was going to summer camp for four weeks for the first time. I was very, very upset by starting my period. It was not something I was excited about. And my mom brought me the care and keeping of you. And I got to lay down in my sister's bed because it was bigger. I had a twin bed. She had a queen. And I got to lay in my sister's bed with a bunch of pillows and a heating pad. And my mom brought me probably hot chocolate. I was going to say tea, but I think I was more of a hot chocolate tween. And um, I read The Care and Keeping of You and was very terrified for all of the changes that were going to come. But they really answer all the questions that you may have. And um, I just thought it was like a super supportive book. Yeah, it's, it's a beautiful story. Yeah, we should look at it. I'm like, and now I'm fully supporting it, but I'm like, there's probably something problematic in there, but I haven't opened it since I was probably 13. So I know, it's so it's so generic almost. And it's like, just beautiful. My story is that I just found it. I think they must, someone must have bought it for my sister who's four years older than me. And then I just found it and it felt like a sacred text. Like I was like, I had all these questions and it had answers and it had pictures. I remember being very confused about boobs specifically. And it was like, sometimes one is bigger than the other and that's okay, that's normal. And um, it like also showed you like the growth stages of boobs, which was very helpful. I kind of thought you just like woke up one morning and you had boobs, like I didn't realize they like grew in. Um, so that was very helpful. Are you the one that mentioned that um, 
there's like a boy section and it says we know you turned here first no I don't think I remember a boy section oh oh like about like you have a crush on boys yes yeah I don't remember that vividly because I feel like I was specifically trying to figure out what the heck was going on with my body and was not pleased by it but I don't know I think I remember just being like very kind of like inclusive and supportive and it was like the questions that you might not want to ask your mom were answered there our dream guest dream guest is the author of the care and keeping of you who has gotten um sort of popular on tiktok so we would love to talk to her if anyone knows her we could probably just dm her but we'll see we know because the thing is honestly there's a lot of care and keeping i would I, I probably still need to know. I do believe that there was a second edition. Like they've made updates. Oh, interesting. That makes sense. Feels like it could definitely continue on forever. So, did you get yeah. the American Girl magazine? Oh, did I get the American Girl magazine? Um, that was the cause of some pretty major fights between me and my sister. Um, whoever who got to read that first. Mm. Um, I actually uh, one time had a really bad temper tantrum and threw a Barbie boombox at my sister's head. She closed the door, um, her bedroom door, before it hit her in the head. So she's good. She's still kicking, obviously. But the American Girl Doll magazine was a source of constant consternation in our house. But it was, it was once again, sacred text. It was very important to us. I, I remember loving the American Girl magazine. We did a lot of crafts from it at my birthday parties, which is funny because I'm not a craft girly. And I was not as a child either, but it was like every birthday party felt like you had to have an activity. That's very true. My sister had an American Girl doll birthday party. My friend had that. I was Samantha, obviously. Obviously. Which no one dressed up as their dolls. Um, Everyone just brought them. And so there's a picture of like six girls and like 25 American Girl dolls. And I remember so specifically um, my sister, whose name is Samantha, so um, she got a Samantha cake, and my mom brought um, a picture, like a, a tear out of the magazine, or maybe it was the catalog, because there is a difference, and the catalog was equally important, but mm-hmm. yeah, uh, the magazine, the catalog were different, so it was a tear from the catalog, and she was like, we want this picture of Samantha on the cake. And they didn't cut out any of the text. So it's literally a page from the catalog that like has all of the prices and like the fiber content of the dress that she's wearing. Amazing. On the cake. And it was like just straight up a screen print. My mom opened it and she was so mad. So she, my sister had this cake that was, had like all of the prices of all of this goods that you could get to go with Samantha. That's amazing. I love that. Okay. I think. I think that we can agree that the care and keeping of you should absolutely go into the good girl glossary. Mm-hmm. Do we, um, do, do we, we're going to have a sound effect. Yeah, there will be a sound effect. We'll see what it is. Yeah, perfect. You know what? Why don't we just use that sound? I love that. Okay, awesome. I have an, um, a nomination. My nom- nomination is the phrase, hey God. Because um, I know that you went to Catholic church and they were maybe less um, uh, casual with Jesus. But when I was growing up, the thing to do was like treating God as your bestie. And so you would just talk to him the way that you would talk to your friends. And you would start prayers by saying, hey, God, that was very like cool girl in the church behavior when I was young. Um, I think probably people still do that if I had to guess, but it was like in the in the youth group service, I think it was to kind of like lower the barrier to God and be like, anybody has access to him. You can all chat with him as if he's your friend whenever you want. So, hey, God was very much like a 
it was it was like a virtue signaling that you were pals with Jesus. Jesus was your best friend. So you would like even the pastor would say, hey, God. No, but like the youth pastor would. It was like very much a youth thing. Mm, Because when you get older, it's hello, father. No, I think it turns into like, like dear Lord or dear God. Dear Lord. Yeah. I think it's dear Lord. And then dear Lord turns into dear Lord. Dear Lord. Yeah. One time, um, this is like not a very funny story, but I think it is when my friend, we were at the church for her wedding and, um, the, like when you're in a wedding, usually you go after or before the rehearsal dinner and they like show you the ropes. And then usually like the preacher will do a little prayer or something. And, um, he was saying, so next we're going to do the Lord's prayer. And I was like, oh, are y'all, um, a debtor's church or a trespassers church? Because you say like, forgive us our debtors as we forgive those who have debted against us or trespassers. So mm-hmm. just, I don't think that y'all do that part. I think maybe you cut off before that. No, we do it, but I, it's a hundred percent trespassers, always trespassers and every language I've learned it, which is three. I can't speak three languages. I can only speak Catholic in three languages. Mm-hmm. So anyway, yeah. So some churches say debt and some churches say trespass. And um, it's like a pretty, I think, I don't know. I was going to say, I would guess, I think Presbyterians say debt and like, I grew up saying trespassers. It depends on the church. And so I, but the awkward thing is when you're trying to say trespassers and they're just saying debtors, and then you like talk too long. So like the whole church in unison is saying one syllable, they're saying debts and you're saying trespasses and it's rough. It's really embarrassing. And so anyway, we were at the church and I said, are y'all a debtor's church or a trespassers church? And he said, we're a trespassers church. And I said, oh, thank God. And then I was like, thank God. Thank God. (laughs) Thank God. Thank God. Well, I will say I absolutely second, hey, God, going into the good girl glossary. Excellent. Love it. All right. What, what's your next nomination? My next nomination is church on vacation. Oh, Mm -hmm. going to church on vacation. Um, and the absolute thrill it was to be in a church in the state of Florida <laughs> and receiving communion near a beach. Uh, let me, t- I, I think as a high school teen, this um, rejuvenated my connection with God. I was like, wow, you really can go to church anywhere. And it was like pretty exciting. And then also, here's an actual case for going to church on vacation. If you go first thing in the morning, you've like started your day. It's almost like going to an exercise class, right? Like you've started your day and you're like, ready for the day ahead. There's no like lollygagging. You can't sleep in too late. You jumpstart your day with a little bit of God. I think that's beautiful. We never really did that, but I know a lot of people who had like their church at the beach that like every time they went to the beach, they went to the same church. Um, I don't know, honestly, why we didn't do that, but we never really did. As you know, in Catholicism, it's very much you go every Sunday or there's no point in being alive. Mm-hmm. So um, we definitely went every Sunday. And I remember one time we spent Christmas in Disneyland. So going to church at Disneyland, that was very exciting. Oh, that does sound exciting. Mass, or I went to, sorry, Christmas mass um, in the city of Anaheim. And that was, and it was like right by Angels Stadium, like where the baseball team plays. Um, right, the Anaheim Angels, yeah. And that was exciting too. I was like, baseball and Jesus, wow. 
What a day. Okay, I definitely support this edition, even though we didn't do it. I think it's an excellent addition to the Good Girl Glossary. Let's add it in. My next edition is Clear Mascara. I don't know if you went through this face, but... (laughs) I, I was never not allowed to wear makeup. Like my parents were pretty chill about things like that. But there was a point in time where all of my friends were not allowed to wear makeup and I was allowed to wear makeup. And so I requested clear mascara because I wanted to wear makeup, but I didn't want everyone to know that I was wearing makeup. Same experience. So I had makeup because I did theater, but it was like, well, we weren't allowed to wear makeup at school. So. You weren't allowed to? No, we weren't allowed to wear makeup in school at all. Even when you were like 18? Oh, in high school, yes. But I'm like, I guess in grade school is when I went through my clear mascara phase. Um, And I kind of just found clear mascara in like a, like a Claire's gift. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like it was like blue eyeshadow and just like a bunch of random cosmetics. And I used this clear mascara, which was essentially like, I think it was hair gel, to be honest. (laughs) It was extremely low quality, not, it was a cosmetic legally, but I I don't think beyond that. Um, And I used that stuff so often. I used it so often because you would get made fun of if you did wear makeup. It'd be like, what are you trying to prove, tramp? Like what? We were in middle school. Yeah, I was, I was like, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm a girly girl. Like I like wearing makeup. I like the whole thing. I think the same thing for me, like dance introduced me to makeup and I started, and my mom like just didn't care. They were like, yeah, wear makeup if you want. And my dad didn't, I got my ears pierced, like my second ear piercing. My dad didn't notice for like eight years. So (laughs) he certainly wasn't policing what I put on my face. Um, And now I have like probably eight piercings and I don't think he's ever noticed at all. I'm, I'm a rebel. Um, Yeah, good girl got pierced. Yeah, seriously. Um, Honestly, okay, that's, that's a good one. Multiple ear piercings as rebellion because you can remove them. But anyway, so yeah, I got really into clear mascara because I didn't, I was like self-conscious about the fact that I wanted to wear makeup. I absolutely second the inclusion of clear mascara into the good girl glass. Amazing. All right, Sid, you're up. I am up. I would like to, I would like to nominate the Into the Good Girl Glossary, the inclusion of an obsession with the line, the witch in the wardrobe. <laughs> Hilarious. Okay, tell me more. Um, so I, I read these too young and I was not comprehending like anything I was reading, but all I remember is that um, there, I was like, because Aslan is, uh, the lion of the lion, the witch in the wardrobe is an allegory for Jesus Christ, of mm-hmm. course. Because absolutely himself. sorry, spoilers for those of you who have yet to read the lion. Yes. Um, but I just remember being like, I'm a soldier for Christ. I read all of the lion, the witch in the wardrobe. And we were in school when like all of the movies were coming out. Mm-hmm. And I was like fully obsessed with with the movies I think I loved like the snow aesthetic and they all had like long flowy hair it was very medieval I even played Mr. Tumnus in like a two-person like scene that I had to do for my acting school and I got to wear this really pretty dress as Mr. Tumnus yeah it was like me and my friend and I was Tumnus and she was Lucy and they were like we don't want to dress this poor girl up as a goat which (laughs) I really appreciate that. Thank you to my teacher, Miss Brenna, um, for not dressing me up as a goat because although that absolutely tracks with the things I did have to do in my 
like childhood theater career. Like one time I was Iago in Aladdin and I like, I was very much dressed like a parrot in this huge parrot costume. Um, I always had such silly outfits because that's, that's on being the comedic relief. Let me tell you. Absolutely. But did you have any connection with the Lion, the Witch in the Wardrobe? Yeah, I, I did like the Lion, Witch in the Wardrobe. I, so I did Battle of the Books in middle school, which I won't go into, but it's exactly what it sounds like. And um, I think we read it for Battle of the Books, but I'm not positive. But um, yeah, I definitely, I think that honestly, that's like probably when I got into the winter as a season and it was like, winter is the best season. Also my birthday is in December. So I'm sure that had to do with it. Of course. But I think I also loved the like snow aesthetic and everything. And then it was just like a fun fact. I definitely read the book and then I found out that it was an allegory. And oh, yes. that was like a fun fact of like, oh my God, did you know? And of course everyone above the age of 12 did in fact know, but I didn't. And I thought it was really fun. Yes, I remember also like very performatively reading the ones closer to the ends of the series and being like, look who stuck it out. I'm an incredible reader. Amazing. Okay, I absolutely accept the nomination to add the line, <laughs> the obsession over Lion, the Witch of, in the Wardrobe. <laughs> this is fun. This is fun. I'm having a good time. Hope you are too, listeners. Yeah. Okay, this is, um, yeah, okay. I'd like to add um, the phrase, let me ask my mom to the good girl glossary uh well let me tell you why so when I was younger my parents honestly did not have a lot of things that they said I could not do but I still felt the need to ask them before I did absolutely anything so if there was anything that I was worried about like a pg-13 movie anything that seemed at all risky I was like I need to ask my mom if this is okay I I love that I completely agree I I second this I third this I would also ask my mom to get out of things sometimes I'm like mom please say no I can't I don't want to do it very rarely but because I was very social and I was like I have to be in I have to if I get invited I have to go um but yeah no I I never had did you ever have a curfew um I did but it was always so much later than my friends that it never mattered my mom was just like I mean text me when you come home but, I think my curfew in high school was like usually like 11 or 11.30 and my friends would be like 10 or 9.30. But also I was the youngest and all my friends were the oldest or the middle. So mm-hmm. I think that made a big difference. I never had a problem with that. My parents no. were like, you're home? Okay. The only times my parents cared is if I was like with my boyfriend at the time. So if I, I was with my friends, they were kind of like, I don't know, just come home. <laughs> My parents trusted my high school boyfriend more than they trusted me so <laughs> amazing I love it all right how do you feel about the nomination should we add it well, in I absolutely second it great okay I would like to submit for nomination not passing the presidential fitness test into oh. the good <laughs> retweet <laughs> was it because of the pull-ups because I could always do every single thing except for the pull-ups I couldn't do the shuttle run um I was never fast enough on the shuttle run um, but when they did the the V the V sit and stretch, I would always win. I would win the entire class. I couldn't do pull-ups, but I would purposely go for the vice presidential fitness award because mm-hmm. there was the presidential fitness award and the vice presidential fitness award. And to do vice presidential, you needed to do you could do the flexed arm hang. Yes. And, um, <laughs> I was 
so of like I was so afraid of heights which is hilarious because now I'm like throw me off the top of a roller coaster but um I was I would like get too scared to come down that I would like be up there for an entire minute oh my gosh that's amazing I do remember like being really upset that I couldn't do the pull-ups and so my gym teacher would like come and get me and my friend out of class so that we could try to do it and I just I mean still to this day I can't do a pull-up like I think I I've done like one pull-up once in my entire life. And I, honestly, I think I was drunk. So I can't relate. Like I can't oh, even yeah. confirm that I did it accurately. You know, like I might've just yeah. been like, I'm pretty sure I did that. <laughs> like, I have no idea. But yes, I 100% support adding, not passing the presidential fitness. And also it felt so important. I was like, George Bush is disappointed in me. <laughs> when he signed the paper one time my gym teacher let me do the shuttle run 11 times and I still didn't get it and this is the exact same thing as I needed I took the ACT five times because I needed one more point to get a full ride to um my school and I never got that point and I'm still in debt um so I've I've always been so close but no cigar that's truly the story of my life I've been one point away from many things my whole life that's so sad. Okay, I'm going to add not passing the presidential fitness test despite wanting it so badly because I think yeah. that's the important part. Like I think many people did not pass the presidential did fitness care. test, didn't care, and we absolutely cared. Desperate. Feeling get, like a straight up failure. Get okay. Get signed by George W. Bush. I second that. We are absolutely added. The last one um, that I will add to the good girl glossary. Okay, I would like to add, (laughs) I love that I'm just adding phrases. Um, I would like to add the phrase, OMG, I love it. When you don't feel like you can say, I didn't think that was funny. (laughs) So that is the good girl version of, um, that was not great. I didn't enjoy that. OMG, I love it. It's just how you have to respond to everything because you don't want to disappoint anyone ever. Because you can't lie and you can't lie. Yeah. So that's really a grown up um, mm-hmm. good girl trait. A good woman glossary. Good woman. Gl- I still feel like a good girl. I'm not a woman. No, I'm a 29 year old girly girl. <laughs> you're a girly girl who's engaged, which means, I mean, if you're from the South, you are engaged at 19 normally. So it makes sense. <laughs> normally. So true. <laughs> um, I absolutely agree. I don't know if I say OMG, I love it, but- I definitely have. I know that one, you do. I say it all the time. And I will say that like, sometimes I do say it when I do love something, but I also say it when I don't love something. So yes. you'll simply never know. <laughs> I I just give a hearty haha. Mm, I'll add that too. Or a nice. I do a lot of, um. that's amazing. I would say the things that I say to express that's intense amazing. joy and the things that I say to express I simply don't care about that are the same. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Ba, 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 ba. I think that's it. We have eight. I think that's a good number. Plug ourselves real quick. Well, Pass our story basket. Let's do it. You want to go first? Sure. Um, you can find me, Sid King, on Instagram at Sid period the period King. You can find me on Twitter um, at Sid J King, little seal girl living in the real world. You don't have to follow me on Twitter. I just like saying my handle. It makes me laugh. I have like a hundred followers and it's mostly retweeting my sister. Yeah, I guess you can follow me on TikTok. You can go ahead and do that. Yes, absolutely. Um, you can follow me. I'm, I'm Becca Stevenson. You can follow me on Instagram at the Becca Stevenson 
or on Twitter and TikTok at the real underscore Becca. And you can, of course, follow Good Girls Gone Sad at Good Girls Gone Sad on either Instagram or TikTok. And, you know, when I said either, I really meant both. You can follow us on both. Um, as Sid mentioned earlier, if you want to add anything, if you want to give us some nominations for the Good Girl Glossary, which, by the way, we would love, so please do, you can email us at goodgirlsgonesad at gmail.com or you can DM us on any of the apps, or you can post it to your story and tag us. That might be the best thing that you could do. Please also rate and review us on any form of whatever you're listening to right now. And uh, we would love five stars, but no worries if not. No worries if not. Thank you so much. We have had a great time. Hope you have too. Yeah, have a great day. Have a great day. Bye. Thank you to DJ Skip to my Luke, who produced our amazing intro theme. You can follow him on Instagram at skip to my Luke underscore. Thank you.